Hi, I'm Rick Lambert. Welcome to the Smarketing Show. You know, Cheryl, we've had a lot of customers come to us, companies, and say, hey, I finally realized after this COVID thing or whatever else is going on, I need to beef up my digital DNA. And so as people start to plan for the fall, uh, we're going to talk today about 10 questions people should ask themselves about how, they, how they're positioned right now. Mm -hmm. And actually, it's interesting because we're approaching the last quarter of the year. And it's a really good opportunity to look at what your goals were at the beginning, see if you've actually measured up against and met those goals. And you still have an opportunity to make changes so that you can still hit those goals by the end of the year. Right. And if we ask ourselves, how's our New Year's resolution coming along? I know you're going. Yeah, exactly. Actually, you so. put up an interesting article about this yesterday. So that that was sort of what, what kind of sparked the conversation between you and I. And we thought it'd be a great topic and a great time of year to do so. Yeah, I post on LinkedIn because, um, you know, I think just in talking to business owners, look, they either know in their heart how they're positioned digitally. They know their customers are looking at them that way. And hence these questions, which people can do on, on their own, or they could come to someone like us that has, you know, data-driven insights that give you more analytics. But anyway, just follow us here on these 10 questions and you'll know how you fit. Okay. Number yeah. one, our website looks great and showcases what we do. Now, now Cheryl, um, I don't know of a, a business person that doesn't look at a supplier's website at some point in the buy cycle and go, okay, do these guys look right? And uh, for a lot of our customers, you know, what you've been doing is even on a quarterly basis, refreshing the homepage, which gets 80% of the traffic. So it's not always a whole rebuild, but just make sure your current story is current on your website. Yes, that's a good point. Number two is my business shows up when I type in appropriate keywords on Google. Um, and when I say you show up, um, it means, you know, first of all, are your keywords appropriate for your business or industry? Are you using the right keywords that, you know, somebody that's not in the industry would use when searching for a product or service that you offer? It doesn't necessarily mean that just because you're not on the first page, you're failing. What it means is there's definitely room to grow and changes that you can make that will make a really big difference. Absolutely. And uh, my third question here was, do our social channels, are they active and do we show frequent posts? Now, there's two audiences, I would argue, that are looking at your social media. And I, and I, I just booked a speaking event in the fall to, believe it or not, talk to business leaders about why social media should be part of their sales and marketing mix. Um, it's almost amazing. Some people just haven't kind of got it yet. But uh, nonetheless, I go to websites sometimes and I'll see on the social channels, you know, uh, last post was nine months ago. We just put up a big managed service provider website and they admitted, hey, we haven't been posting because we don't have somebody to do it. Problem statement. The, the, the opportunity, though, I think is not just for your customers to look at you and you see that you're, you're current, you're posting, you're digital. And secondly, uh, the people you're recruiting. You know, when we talk to millennials or even, even seasoned people like us. You know, we're looking at the social stream of the company we're looking to apply for because we want to know, is this a company that's alive and somebody I want to work with? So sales and recruiting would be two big reasons to stay active on social. Absolutely. Um, and we could do an entire show on reasons why we would want to have social media associated with your business. Number four is, are you posting and creating original blog content on your site on a regular basis? I just had a client yesterday ask me, why would I do that? 
Um, and my answer was, well, a lot of things, again, a whole other marketing show topic, but it's really important that you're constantly updating your site with new content. And also it's important that you're integrating those keywords into the content. You're providing value in terms of knowledge. You're positioning yourself as a subject matter expert in that industry. By doing all of that, you're actually building trust with your current customers and also your prospect customers. So still an opportunity to create blog content if you haven't. Lots of different formats as well. We're really starting to push long form blog content um, with our clients. So, you know, people always, uh, when it, uh, blogs, good points, people say, you know, what do I write on? And again, I would go back to ask your sales team, okay, what are the top 10 questions you get asked? And those are the titles of each blog you write. Um, and don't underestimate answering those questions in video as well, but that's kind of come up later. Um, number five question is, does your website generate sales leads every month? Now, um, I think people are becoming a little bit astute to, uh, you know, surrendering their information to get a ebook or a guide or a checklist or whatever. However, lately we've seen a lot of, um, advancements in terms of chat being used as a basic function on a website. And it's a very inexpensive tool people can put on. And think about it. If you're there on a website, you want an answer now, typically. And it's just a great way to generate sales opportunities. So blogs, right? Content offers, anything you can have on your website is a little bit of a mousetrap to get people to say who they are. So you can then follow up ideally through a sales model. Absolutely. And I would just add into that is um, making sure that you're updating your Google My Business. Um, because you will get leads through that as well. So a lead through Google My Business is somebody that takes an action. So that might be calling, that might be visiting your website, or even asking for directions to your location. Um, next is video. Are you incorporating video into your marketing mix? And that means, of course, on your website. Do you have video on your homepage? Is there an opportunity for you to do so? Do you even have a YouTube channel? And if so, are you adding content on a regular basis? And from there, are you taking that content that you've created on the channel and are you adding it to your social media um, strategy? Are you putting in your email campaigns? Are you doing other things with it? It's not just a matter of I recorded this video, it's on my channel. People are going to find it and watch it. No, you need to tell people that it's there and direct them to it. So, you know, we, we, we've just been booked. I don't know if you know this, Cheryl, in the fall to be down and coach a whole group of sales leaders on how to shoot selfie videos, then post them. And uh, this is still a big gap. Um, uh, surprising. I think video, again, completely underutilized. Uh, my next question was, uh, do you have email campaigns and do them on a regular basis? And, you know, again, we just took over and launched a website for somebody sitting on an email uh, distribution list of thousands of emails just inactive for the last eight months. And uh, I would argue that email still is the number one horse in terms of an outbound engine to touch people. And again, the whole goal is whether it's email, social, whatever it is, is just to be top of mind at point of need. And um, we've just seen great results. You can measure email, who opened it, who clicked through your emails to go to a certain uh, position on your website. So there's a lot of intel you can get from email that you can't get necessarily from other mediums. And I would even say, you know, further, further on that point, if you are doing email campaigns, are they successful? Um, is there a way that you can make those just a little bit stronger from your strategy perspective for that last quarter? Can you take those click-throughs and start to customize messaging? Can you actually segment your distribution list into verticals and create more relevant content to that audience when they need it? So something to consider. Um, the next point on the list is around your LinkedIn profile. 
So this is number eight. So do you have a LinkedIn profile template and is your staff slash sales team, are they using it? So it's not enough to just put on LinkedIn and you're the master of this. You should have been talking about this one, but it's not enough to just say, this is where I work and this is what I do. There's a lot more that goes into it. And actually, if a company provides that template, it just takes that one step away from the actual employee. And it's one less thing that they have to do and create on their own. So it's it's a it's a missing link in I would argue ninety percent of sales onboarding or employee onboarding, and uh, you're never going to get somebody who's excited to work for your companies when they onboard. So it's a good time to brand them at that point. Okay, my next question is: Are your people posting and sharing content on a regular basis? Now, uh, again, I believe LinkedIn's the horse to ride, but whatever your business in, you would know best. Um, one of the things that uh, we see is the company invests in creating social content, and yet the salespeople or the customer-facing people are just dormant. They're not sharing the content. And, you know, there's an old commercial, I don't know if it played in the States, but, you know, and they'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends, and it showed the magnification of scale when people were sharing. And the same principle applies on the social media platforms. And, you know, Cheryl, you've done a great job of... Um, you know, adding a service to our LinkedIn programs where we'll do, you know, weekly or monthly rack and stack reports to show who shared, who commented, et cetera. And uh, I think what most salespeople don't understand is that by just sharing content of the companies, it makes it easy for them to stay relevant with their customers, top of mind. And just the scale, imagine if you had a sales team, 10, 100, 1,000 people, mm. how much ground you could cover if everybody was just sharing. Now, you may say, Rick, great idea, but I can't get my people to do it. So the suggestion we might have, and we've mentioned it before in a previous episode, is just set up a Slack channel, right, internally. So when a post goes out from the company, boom, everybody knows, and then they can share it. Quick fix to a, a very complicated problem. Yes, that's a great point. And number 10, the last one is, do you have paid advertising as part of your mix. A lot of people are scared of paid advertising, especially if, if they have an internal team that maybe doesn't have the knowledge behind how to set that up, how to optimize and how to actually make adjustments. So um, my recommendation would be to start small, do something little, put together a social media campaign and, and boost it and add $20 and see where it goes and add $50 and see where it goes. Um, just sort of play around with it a little bit, try to get yourself a little bit more comfortable. And if you're not, you can always reach out to an agency, somebody that has a specialist that has the background, the education and the credentials to do a good job for you and to get the results that you want. Well, you know, I use charities as a benchmark, Cheryl, because, you know, they're, they're, they don't have all the resources of a business and the work that we've done with charities, okay, to drive them to the front or the top of mind, whether it's social or Google, says a lot about why businesses should consider paid advertising. If charities are doing it, right, with their resources, you know, maybe something to think about. And you don't have to go crazy on the spend either. So maybe yeah. if we can, let's get those 10 questions up on the screen now. And uh, our questions, again, the 10 were, does your website look great and showcase what you do? Number two, does your website appear where ideally you want it to in Google searches on terms the customer would search on, by the way? Number three, are your social channels active with frequent posts? Number four, do you post new blogs on, reg on a regular basis? Number five, does your website generate sales leads every month? Number six, do you use lots of video to communicate your messages? Number seven, are you using email campaigns on a regular basis? Number eight, do you have a LinkedIn profile template for all of your salespeople and beyond, ideally customer facing? Number nine, are your people posting and sharing the content you're creating on a regular basis? And 10, you know, are you using paid advertising as part of your marketing mix? 
a great simple 10 questions to ask yourself. You know how you rate and maybe there'll be some ideas there as you plan your marketing uh, mix for the mm -hmm. fall. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's still time left. You still have the fourth quarter. And I think that's when everyone really starts pushing hard. So it's a really good opportunity to now take a look at out of all those 10 things. Don't do all of them. I wouldn't suggest that. But what can you actually do that would make a significant difference do in the metrics and the results? And if you want to do all of them, make wow. sure that you're not overwhelming yourself because it can be really overwhelming and of course there's lots of, of them. There's, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of support and agencies that that can help you out and of course you know yourself Rick and myself and our team would be more than happy to walk you through and answer any questions great okay hey so they can you know my list is posted on my linkedin if you guys are following me but uh good run through cheryl thank you very uh, much i know you're uh looking forward to next week's topic we won't mention that now but uh Follow us, like us, whatever you need to do on this marketing show. Thanks very much for joining us today. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week.